0: On today's episode, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite artwork from Goblin Grenade. I'm going to go with Fallen Empires (laughs) number 56B. It looks like there's a goblin... uh, It could be a lady or a man, given some kind of barbarian... What looks like a literal grenade. I like this one a lot. Oh, that one's really good. I don't suppose we could teach them to throw... The Cursed Things, question mark.
1: <laughs> i Jur's daughter. You know what? I'm going to have to go with you on that art. That's the best one.
0: I think it is the best one, yeah. Riley, what do you think? Which one is your favorite?
2: Um, I think my favorite... Sorry, which one did you say? 56. Uh, 56B. 56B? Oh, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. kooky. I, I really like uh, 56A. That's just a classic. Like, I remember finding that in my collection. I was like, yeah, this is this is a dope card (laughs) that looks like a real (laughs) goblin grenade. (laughs) It's just this spiky ass goblin with a spiky ass grenade strapped to his back. It's going to (laughs) blow. I remember one of the first times I went to play modern
0: and someone goblin grenaded their opponent for the kill. I was sitting adjacent to them at the table and the, the opponent that the player that was getting goblin grenaded went to target the sacrifice goblin and I was like, sorry, dude, you're dead. Like we had yeah. to target it with a kill spell. Um, um, no, no,
1: yeah. no, it's part of the <laughs>
0: casting yeah, cost. Part and, of the cast and, cost yeah. Yeah. and that, and that young man learned a valuable lesson that day. He did.
2: He was gonna remember that forever. He probably wasn't reading the Oracle text. He was probably looking at like the original printing and being like, oh, well, this is an effect from the sorcery being cast.
0: Yeah, probably. He probably had like his background on his phone was probably the artwork from
2: Fallen Empire's <laughs> number 56B. <laughs> Just pulls it up and he's like, yeah, this works. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, we are gonna get this going Hello everybody and welcome to Turn 1 Soul Ring I'm Kevin Hey, I'm Eric And I'm Riley And today on the show we're going to talk all about our favorite cards from the upcoming Jumpstart booster set It's filled with some great new cards as well as some much needed reprints A lot like Core 2021, which is still very fresh in our minds Because it was just released yesterday it feels like we are also going to go over some set details, some of the best two-pack synergies you can expect to get, and some fun ones. Then we'll go over some notable reprints, some of the new cards, and a bit of magic news. But before we get to those topics, Eric, how can listeners get in touch with us?
1: You can find us over at turn one Soul Ring, the podcast on Instagram, turn one Soul Ring, the podcast at gmail.com. And then check us out over on YouTube. We put everything up there type in turmo Soul ring the podcast that's the part to make sure you add
0: that's right <laughs> so we're going to uh, kick things off today with talking about the BNR announcement that was made earlier today and it's quite a few cards on the list here we have an unbanning which is always fun yeah. you don't see that too 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 often so starting with historic agent of treachery Winota joiner of forces and fires of invention were moved from their suspended status to being fully banned. Nexus of Fate was banned, no suspension, <laughs> and Burning Tree, emita- Burning Tree Emissary is also suspended, not not quite banned yet.
2: It, like, <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> okay. What, are you saying what to the the <laughs> suspension mechanism? Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like you've you've got Nexus of Fate and Burning Tree right next to each other. One is banned immediately. One is suspended. I mean, not not that I. I'm going to miss nexus of fate by any means it's a horrible card but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah just the whole banned suspension thing again doesn't really make much sense but whatever
1: well this time they know that nexus of fate is such like an overpowered card and people don't like to see it that instead of suspending it they can just ban it right away
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think
2: it's just a boring card <laughs> it is
0: uh it was it is a little bit of an unusual mechanism and definitely something that we're not used to seeing but uh, in Pioneer, Oath of Nyssa was unbanned. In Modern, Arkham's Astrolabe was banned. And in Popper, Expedition Map and Mystic Sanctuary were both banned. So a lot of cards and basically the historic format, what they say, what they break down in this announcement, and we can link this in the show notes. The format, like to, to what you guys were saying about the suspension, the Historic Format apparently responded positively to these cards being suspended. And because they're so powerful and they see them as being so format-warping and because the cards, new cards being introduced in the Historic Format will make cards like this that much better, they just decided to ban them. And that's also basically the the rationale they have behind just banning Nexus of Fate right off the bat. But I do agree that... If you're gonna do that, just just ban Gruel Aggro or Gruel Aggro, um, Burning Tree <laughs> Emissary. Don't, don't ban the whole deck. Yeah, I'm wondering if we're gonna see them.
1: Like Burning Tree Emissary seems like such a low power creature, but it is like a free two two that you're getting.
0: Yeah, and it does really. And so yeah, it gives it gives you that you know really aggro start if you get it down as early as possible.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I guess we'll see, like if they're thinking that it's making the deck too good early on and they're just going to try suspending it i don't know what that's going to do for bringing back the card because they're already t- taking it away
0: mm-hmm. you yeah you think it would just if the, if the deck is still workable and is still competitive without burning tree emissary and you know like you said they have to make some changes to it so that it still works well and then you just throw that card back in isn't the deck just going to be better than it was before, yeah, yeah, it would Do you think so. So, um, yeah, but but it, it sounds like too in this announcement that the like the vacuum left by the suspension of Winota Agent and uh, Fires of Invention was kind of filled by Nexus and Gruel aggro decks, and uh, they also talk about Wilderness Reclamation in conjunction with Nexus of Fate, those those two cards are working really well together, and we we all know about that. <laughs> uh, and that it's a very powerful card, but you know it's not the it's not like the linchpin of the deck, and and that's why it wasn't targeted for a suspension or or banning. But I I do agree with what you said, Riley, about Nexus of Fate just being like an unfun card to play against, and and they they really do. I I think it's clear that they do take a hard look at cards like that and just don't want them in formats where they they are format warping because no one's gonna want to play.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's there's one thing to be said about a combo that is hard to interact with, hard to interact with that kills you, like, <laughs> right off the bat. But there's another <laughs> thing where you literally have to sit there um, for, you know, turn upon turn while they play out this undeterministic combo. Whether or not it fizzles, it's mm-hmm. hard to say, but you're going to be yeah. there for another half an hour at least.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just feels like a waste of everybody's time.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what really makes this card really fun because with that combo, you're just taking extra turns,
2: hoping to find the next card like as soon as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can take yeah. a long time.
2: I mean, that's assuming that you've built the deck with with a next card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, obviously, seeing the things
1: from suspended to banned just you know makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um they also say here uh, at the end of the the historic portion of this announcement, <clears throat> excuse me at the end of the historic portion of this announcement that the window for uh, suspension, that card will stay suspended, is between two and three months now. And at that point, they'll either decide to reinstate the card or ban the card, ban it out completely. Have they reinstated any cards from suspension in any formats?
2: Not yet. Well, Field of the Dead, didn't they? Maybe. Maybe they did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Field of the Dead was suspended in historic... Okay. And brought back because they had introduced other land hate, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: Okay, so there you go. System works. Proof is in the pudding.
2: <laughs> well, honestly, <laughs> they could have just unbanned it.
0: <laughs> I know too, because I didn't know this, but they give you uh, wild card redemption cards when it gets unbanned, and as someone who plays a digital card game. If they were to do that, like, obviously they can't nerf cards like Hearthstone because they have the paper mm-hmm. anchor, but when they ban a card and they give everybody the wild card of equivalent rarity, I'm assuming, then the card gets unbanned, so every those players are happy because they still have their cards that were previously banned, and they have their wild cards that they may have redeemed or not, whatever. And then if the card then gets banned again that player is going to, I, uh, me, I would be even less <laughs> upset about it because it's already been banned once. So it's kind of in my mind. It's, it's on the list. And then I just get another wild card redemption card. So like, I'm happy. I'm, I'm not sweating. It's like in hearthstone when something gets moved to, uh, when so, a, a card gets hall of famed and you just get the dust for it. It's like, it's no big deal. I can still play it in wild. I, I, I like, I don't, I, I agree. Like you could just ban and unban cards. I, it's not the end of the world.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's, um, thinking about it digitally like they don't want to keep giving people wild cards for banning on banning and banning yeah so if they suspend it because i don't think you get the wild cards until it's officially banned i
0: think so yeah so yeah no that and and that's you're you're probably right about that uh absolutely they don't want to be giving away free magic cards right Nope. <laughs> Bad for business. So uh let's move on to uh Pioneer, uh Oath of Nisa Oath of Nissa, was unbanned and Nisa. Nisa <laughs> it sounds like Oath of Lisa. <laughs> so it was uh it was banned really early on in the after the format was announced, and um, you know, I guess they just feel like it's not gonna be too powerful in those uh Nick shrine to Nyx decks? Ramp decks? I suppose. I don't know. I haven't I haven't played a lot of Pioneer.
2: Yeah, I remember when Oath of Nissa was legal, uh I think the challenge with it was it just made like multicolor planeswalker decks a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just yeah. helped fix for whatever planeswalker that you wanted to play on turn three, turn four.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, just Yeah, so now you can play some cool super friends kind of thing again.
0: Yeah. I mean Thank obviously Oko is not there,
2: so yeah but i mean three fairies still there so
0: yep (laughs) and he always will be
1: (laughs) (laughs) just right there hanging out
0: (laughs) so let's move on to uh modern i don't really have a ton to say about astrolabe i've i've always heard it was a problem i've never played against it myself but i do know that it obviously fixes mana really good and it just makes those good stuff for mana or four color decks really good and it replaces itself by drawing you a card um but i wonder too if mystic sanctuary will get banned in modern just in the near future just kind of following in an astrolife's footsteps because it was banned in popper first i believe
2: yeah yeah it seems to be that popper is the first place to ban cards before modern <laughs> but initially <I> mean, until <laughs> they realize that it's a little broken <laughs> yeah. yeah uh yeah i will say that like uh
1: I'm glad to see Astrolabe gone. I thought there was going to be maybe like one or two more bands. Um, like what? So I don't know. Uh, well, I mean like Uro just needs to go away as well. <laughs> well they didn't even touch him in Standard. <laughs> like... Why would they touch them in Modern? I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying before this announcement happened, right? Right. Yeah. I thought yeah. that we would have seen, and even in Standard, I thought like maybe just, you know, people, lots of people are saying that card is unfun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So.
2: Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, it's good to see Astrolabe gone because it was fixing decks uh, very, very easily. Um, and then, like, the the bank decks were also just, like, because Astrolabe fixes mana so well, they would actually just, you know, also have Blood Moons in the main now. <laughs> just that's their only red card because Astrolabe fixes mana so well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing nasty. when you okay. see,
2: yeah, greedy four-colored decks <laughs> playing Blood Moon. <laughs> that's yeah, that's it's when like, you know what? it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it did um it was another
1: permanent in the deck to like kinda like really trigger the uh the Ice Fan Codal, which is a really strong little card. Right from and of course Horizons. those decks are just gonna be running. Yeah. Uh, Urza as well, and then Astrolabe just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Astrolabe turns into a piece of ramp for Urza. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, fun card. Fun times fun card, great card, great common, super powerful. And it replaces itself <laughs> yeah, too. That's, <laughs> the, that's <laughs> m- very it's so very
1: good. good. <laughs> yeah i did also want to note that like uh everyone's really hoping for that splinter twin and again no splinter twin on bad so we got some sad faces
0: yeah and it's uh, it's on discord they were pe- somebody was saying that it's uh just creeping up in price
1: <laughs> yeah i was i was uh looking today and they're sold out for like
0: 30 bucks canadian okay. and such wow like everywhere yeah yeah it might be time to. Uh, you buy a box of Rise of the Eldrazi. Maybe get a nice OG foil one. Yeah. No, don't if, and get some actual Eldrazi you, along Yeah, yeah no, if you buy a box of that, don't don't open it. <laughs> it's <laughs> worth way more. It's unless you're going to draft. Yeah, then you, then you can do it. Sure. Yeah. Uh let's move on to popper here. We have uh of like like we said Expedition Map and Mystic Sanctuary are banned now. And uh the last year's ban uh when Gush, uh, Gataxian Probe, and Days were banned, uh, something had to fill that power vacuum, and that apparently was Trondex. And they're hoping, in, in this announcement, they're hoping that with the banning of Expedition Maps, Trondex will become less popular, because without it, they'll definitely be a lot less consistent. And I got to say about Mystic Sanctuary, it's just a really unfun card to play against if it's being played... Competitively, whether it's Popper or or Modern, just getting that lock really is is not fun. You know, it's like I know I've probably lost, but I don't really want to concede and give my opponent the satisfaction.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a hard lock by any means, right? So it it always Mm -hmm. there's that glimmer of hope. Yeah, that it's like you know if I draw, if I draw two spells and I manage to you Know put them back to back and they can only <laughs> counter one, then maybe I've got a bit of an edge, you know. <laughs> so you're but, saying
0: I have a chance,
2: yeah?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's I was uh thinking about this today too just that cycle, uh, and what those lands give you, and just how so much more powerful the uh blue one compared to the other colors is just kind of crazy. What does it's the green one give you? A
0: food token, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and the white one gives you a plus one, but, plus one
2: counter on a creature oh you control. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then the red one gives you a 1-1 dwarf. Yeah. And the black one, which is Cottage. Uh, I
0: don't remember. It, it puts
2: a creature on top. It's yeah, like from... Mortuary Mire from your graveyard. Right. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's
0: probably the next best one after Blue, but... Yeah.
2: And it's even putting it
1: on top of the deck, but they're like Mystic Sanctuary. Yeah, you know, a spell back in your hand. That seems fine.
2: <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> He's right. responsible for the cycle,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but expedition map. That's kind of uh, it. it kind of hurts me a little bit. Yeah, you know? that's
0: that's a personal attack on Riley. Everybody. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, like <laughs> I, I I know why they did it. I mean, Flickertron is pretty horrible to play against. Yeah. You know when when they start creating their own loops with like ghostly flicker and like Mnemonic wall and whatever instant <laughs> they want to want to loop, but. I guess for me, like, I, I had an Eldrazi Tron deck, and, and that deck was a lot of fun to to play. So I'll have to look at it and see if there's a way to make it at all playable without Expedition Map. Yeah, you
0: because your build was not degenerate in, in any way. No, it was, like, big,
2: <clears throat> big dumb creatures.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't even want to say that, like, building a deck where you have a loop where you lock your opponent out of the game is a degenerate thing to do. I mean that like the um, Wizards of the Coast prints the cards and, and we play with them. And if you, uh, you know, some, sometimes, and well, oftentimes in the most competitive formats, you have to put the cards together in the most competitive way so that you win. And it's not, it's not degenerate. That's just a, it's just a word we use in a fun way. Yeah, I'll be degenerate. <laughs>
2: yeah, <I'll> be degenerate.
0: <laughs> yeah, why don't you pay your child support? Jeez, stop buying magic cards. Okay, guys, if we're all done with the B and R announcement, we can move on with the rest of this damn episode.
1: Let's do it. Sounds good.
0: Okay, so, uh, just one more thing before we get to the the meat here. We have a new giveaway starting today that is just for listeners. Although I guess. If somebody listened to the show, they could then tell someone who doesn't listen to the show about the giveaway, but we're not going to split hairs. But they'd
2: be listeners by proxy, right? That's right. That counts. I think so.
0: <laughs> and if you are a listener by po- proxy, uh, wherever you listen by proxy, rate and review us, please. So the, the, uh, the winner will be getting the full Dexplain treatment which means if you email us a deck list anytime during the month of July, you'll be entered to win this giveaway. And at the end of the month, we'll choose a deck list randomly and dedicate an entire Dexplained episode to that deck. We'll break it down and make suggestions based on some questions that we'll ask you once we've chosen the winner. And it can be any deck. It can be a deck that is really well-oiled and synergistic or a deck that needs a bit of doctoring. Uh, In any case, if you email us your list anytime during the month of July, you'll be entered into this giveaway. We'll announce the winner at the top of our first episode release in August, and we'll release the episode featuring the giveaway winner's deck the following week or the week after that, but shortly thereafter. And we'll get in touch with you in that time, that intern time, to ask you some questions about the deck so that we know what we're getting into and if this is something that listeners enjoy we'll keep doing it Uh, also if you have any additional questions about the giveaway you can include them in your email with your deck list or you can just email us to ask any additional questions it doesn't just have to be about the giveaway so uh, let's move on to the set details of Jumpstart if you listen to our I was going to say boy what a different set (laughs) if you uh if you listen to our core 2021 set review then you know that jumpstart is closely related to core set 2021 it is mostly a reprint set with a few new cards that we'll be talking about shortly the 37 new cards will not be legal in standard pioneer or modern they will only be legal in the eternal formats which correct me if i'm wrong are vintage legacy and commander and popper and popper yeah And popper. Don't don't forget about popper, everybody. Them comments. It's my third favorite format. Ooh. (laughs) Is that an episode? Like we will do a tier (laughs) list of our of our formats. (laughs) 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 All right, I'm putting it in the book. In addition to the, the 37 new cards, there are another 20 cards in the set that are paper exclusive, meaning that those cards won't show up in jumpstart packs on MTG Arena. Instead, WotC has decided to replace those 20 cards for arena with somewhat less powerful cards which is basically what they said their reasoning is for doing paper exclusives and digital exclusives respectively
1: yeah basically like because the cards are going to be, be able to use in the historic format and historic i think it's still kind of like a smaller format mm-hmm. so throwing some certain powerful cards in there can kind of like really skew things so they're trying to stay away from that which is understandable
2: yeah, it's understandable that they don't have reanimate and shieldred in, in the same format. <laughs> <laughs> and Lightning Bolt, isn't Lightning
0: Bolt a paper exclusive as well? Yeah.
2: yeah. I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, there's a few spicy ones. Including yeah, yeah. Time to Feed. What which is Time is just... to Feed? <laughs> it is it's just not a great card. <laughs> it's uh, like time tuna, to feed tuna green, a fight card, but if the creature would die this turn, you gain three life.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so that's a lot of life. <laughs> yeah, and some of the some of the cards in um in Jumpstart are are new to Arena and and some of them aren't and you know they just uh for reasons we already said that's that's why they're doing this. And you can com- you can find the complete list of the 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 20 cards or 40 cards like total um online. And um, the ones that are exclusive to the paper packs and the ones that are exclusive to the digital packs. Uh, What I love about this set and what makes it so unique is that it mixes uh, an easy way of deck building with the shuffle up and play speed of a constructed format. It essentially lets you skip the deck building portion of Magic, which doesn't appeal to everyone. And that's fine. And even the people that it does appeal to, sometimes you just don't have time to do it. It
2: is time consuming. Yeah, or or even just the idea of introducing somebody new to magic, and just giving them a couple packs, letting them crack it open, and cracking some open yourself, and just playing, like mm-hmm. it makes it super accessible.
0: Yeah, it is a this set is a is a really um, just a, an amazing entry point for new players. I agree.
1: Oh yeah, totally. That's what's really cool about it, and can be really fun. Because then again, if you just have a night with some friends, you're like, hey, well, you know, let's just get some Jumpstart packs and play some Magic. Um, the other thing that I think I, I'm looking forward to doing is cracking the packs and having a way of not seeing which, like, themes I got. Just shuffling together and playing and just randomly seeing what you get as you play. Yeah, just don't sleep up
0: the title card. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have to see how they open.
0: Uh, they do uh, open where the title card is, uh, th- like the the packs themselves. There's a plastic uh, packaging around the the 20 cards inside of the booster pack packaging. So you have to then open that, and that packaging is transparent. And right on the front is the theme card. Yeah, Yeah, so I want to keep that theme card face away at all times somehow. Yeah, you have to like open it backwards. Or we Mm -hmm. could get, if we wanted to do that, we could get somebody to open all the packs and make the decks and then give them to us. Oh, yeah. That could work too. Anyways, each booster pack contains 20 cards with seven or eight of the cards being land. So what you'll do is grab two of them, shuffle them together, and play with your brand new 40 card limited deck. Or if you want to keep it forever, it could be your forever deck. There are no <laughs> foils in this set, unfortunately, and it was designed as a two-player format. But it, you know, like anything else, you can t- take the multiplayer route with it if you want to. Each twenty Heck card, yeah, bo- yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> we were just talking about. Let's do it. Yeah, each twenty card booster pack has a theme, and the themes have different rarities from common to mythic. Most themes are monocolored and have variations of cards in their packs, totaling. 121 different pack variation contents across the entire set so that's the the entire set that's how many different pack variations there can be all the way from common to mythic that being said there uh, with the mythic rare packs specifically there are no variations of cards and with mythic rare packs especially and as the packs get more rare you'll get multiple colors in those packs. There are 46 different uh, pack themes. Common themes are represented four times in different variations among the 121 variations and rare themes are represented twice. Mythic themes are represented only once the variant deck lists of a given theme Always have the same general flavor, mana curve, and game plan. So, even though you may have slightly different cards in your vampire packs, you'll still they'll still play out roughly the same way. <laughs> they'll still have vampires in them. <laughs> <laughs> they Better, I hope so. Your vampire yeah. pack will still have
3: vampires.
0: <laughs> So uh, before we get to the individual cards that we want to talk about today, we're going to go over some of our favorite two theme combinations you could end up with in your limited deck. Um, Eric, let's start with you. All right. So first of all, I just have
1: some fun ones that I thought would be pretty sweet. And so first off we're going with a mythic and then a rare. So the, in the mythic spot is if you end up getting the rainbow set Mm. and then under rare, there is a lands theme. And so, just like looking at the the themes uh so rainbow is the only one that is a multicolor set yeah it has yeah it has a bunch of like five color cards in it
0: (laughs) yeah like chamber sentry and maelstrom angel archangel
1: yeah and then what's the other one uh the fusion elemental that's an 8-8 for only five mana
0: (laughs) oh boy oh boy (laughs) look at that thing Uh, yeah 8-8 vanilla yeah,
1: <laughs> but of course, uh, having the lands set there really helps you. There's a couple cards where you, when you play with the creature, you get a search for a basic, and then it also has a Cultivate as well to like help you get more basics out as well, so you're able to really get those colors, so you're able to play those big cards that the Rainbow Deck is able to offer
0: you. So Yeah, and there's like Oracle of Moldiah, so you can drop some extra lands. Dropping extras. Oh, nice, Uvenwald Hydra. <laughs> that needed a reprint. I like it. <laughs> All right, Riley, or you
1: got
2: any
0: for us? Riley, what do you got? (laughs) What do you got? What you got?
2: What Uh, you got? I've got got a few. I've got a few. I'll I'll just list them off here and I'll I'll point out a a couple (laughs) things. Number one, Goblin Grenade. All right. 56A. Uh, All right, so we've got Teferi Mill, so mono blue. Frexian Reanimated, mono black. Spooky Devilish, which would be Rakdos. Uh, well-read wizards <laughs> basari dogs heavily armored plus one predatory devilish and discarding reanimated so i mean wait did you give did you give names to yours yeah i'm just it's, it's just, just a, the com- name it's combinations. the combinations
0: of the themes yeah oh. <laughs> and it's it's basri dogs it's not basari dogs
1: <laughs> yeah come on
2: <laughs> oh I have, I have a typo <laughs> Oh, all good. (laughs) Um, All right. But Spooky Devilish. I mean, that's uh, demons and death triggers mixed with devils, which obviously care about dying as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's a very good combo. uh, Phyrexian reanimated. Of course, I mean, reanimating a shield is going to sour your opponent's mood. Heck yeah heavily armored plus one heavily armored cared a lot about counters and plus one obviously cares a lot about counters and doubling counters so i felt like that would just be a big counters deck that's also a double common one so it could be easy to get yeah but we've got well-read wizards kind of like i think that's
0: the best (laughs) that's the best named one uh unless we're counting basari dogs that's my favorite
2: (laughs) got that basari but well well red is is all about cart draw and wizards is all about wizards (laughs) doing what wizards do best so (laughs) i thought those would be pretty fun oh
0: wow i didn't even know riptide laboratory was reprinted do you oh, remember yeah. when uh, Commander 2017 came out and this card just skyrocketed in value? I do not. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, boy. <laughs> Anyways, sorry to uh, go on a tangent. Yeah, how dare you.
1: <laughs> All right, yeah, and I guess I can just go through mine here. Another frexian one is uh, with Witchcraft, because, again, Witchcraft has a lot of the uh, sacrifice stuff that's going on, and Graveyard Recursion in that one as well uh so it goes well with uh the shell being able to bring stuff back and witchcraft has some removal cards in it which can also help out a lot with obviously getting there uh that one's also a mythic and a rare so it might be a little bit harder to get
0: you can do it though i i think you can do it yeah because i got
2: for my my promo packs i got Bassery angels which Which is is mythic rare mythic and a rare and if if riley
0: can do it Everybody can do it. (laughs) Anybody can do it. Trust me.
1: (laughs) All right, and then I got a mythic common here: the Chandra spellcasting. uh, Obviously, for just burning out your opponent. But what's really cool is with spell—if you get the spellcasting with Chandra, you're automatically getting a Chandra Pyroling, a Heartfire Emulator, Kinetic Augur, Lightning Visionary, Thermo, and Thermal Alchemist. And there's a possibility of you getting a second Young Pyromancer. So you could have a deck with two Young Pyromancers, plus all these other creatures that really care about casting spells. You could really have a fun time there with that combo. Oh, yeah.
0: Definitely. A couple of Young Peasies.
1: Yeah, I love Young Pyromancer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, An easy one, I think, is uh, Angels Above the Clouds. Uh, Rare and common. This is just classic blue-white flyers. Um, And then also... I think that's the angel set has a couple creatures that care about having a flying creature on the board, and they can do things like tap down your opponent's creatures and stuff like that as well. So there's a little bit of flying synergy and being able to get to the later parts of the game with uh with those guys. Uh and then I have a couple of the common commons. We got minions predatory. So these guys have some uh again, it's another sacrifice synergy one. Uh both the themes have cards that care about uh creatures dying, so they have the dying triggers. And then Creatures, uh, the Minions
0: theme has some graveyard Recursion cards. You know what would have been a great addition to the Minions theme
2: would have been a Crick, Son of Yogmoth, because he's a Minion. Ooh. Well, that's, true. <laughs> that's, a missed, yeah. that's
0: a missed opportunity right there. Yeah, come on. Man, I, want,
2: I want to crack open some uh, well-read goblins. That, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if they can read. <laughs> no, these are smart goblins. They're not, gobl- they're, they're not
0: goblin grenade goblins <laughs> I mean <No. laughs> they
2: they might be when it when it comes to that I guess <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> the chips like, are down now is the time to become a grenade <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've read about this <laughs>
0: <laughs> up to now yeah I've just been reading about explosives yeah yeah <laughs> I
2: gotta
1: sacrifice myself for the greater good that's right uh, the last little common common was uh, legion goblins uh, so obviously this is just going with like red white small stuff right go
0: wide with tokens
1: yeah and uh, the legion side has a few cards that like pump up your guys so on top of getting your wide board you do get to pump them up so you can just smash in face
0: yeah and it also like the legion side also has mentor of the meek so you're not you know you're you're cycling through your deck if you have the mana to to pay every time you drop a, a tiny creature
1: yeah for sure
0: or not even it it it, it even hits tokens because it's just whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield, pay one mm-hmm. draw just gotta card. Pay that
1: one, yeah. yeah.
0: What a great card! All right, so uh, let's uh, let's move on to some of the notable reprints from this set. So I've got a few cards here. I have first off, I have Craterhoof Behemoth, a commander all star. If there ever was one. I've heard people say it doesn't feel good to lose to a Crater Hoof Behemoth, but I have to say I think there are a lot more <laughs> cards that feel a lot worse to yeah. lose to because with Craterhoof you have to have, you know, if you let a player that, you know, whether or not you know, it's worse if you know they're going to be playing a Craterhoof Hoof Behemoth, but either way, if you let them amass a board full of creatures and they're in green, like mono green, or just mostly green, then I don't know. I mean, I don't, I mean, the game's got to end, is all I'm saying.
2: Anyways, yeah. Th- um, there's a lot worse ways to die than to a crater hoof beam because at least crater hoof kills you, you know? Yeah, it's <laughs> combat damage. damage. You don't have yeah. to wait there for, you know, 20 minutes while somebody combos out solitaire style. <laughs>
0: yeah exactly yeah like
2: i i don't mind losing to the crater hoof and i definitely like winning with
1: it
0: so yeah everybody's happy so i remember i remember when i um i bought this card and i felt terrible because i bought it right before modern masters 2017 was announced as a product and i bought the Avison restored copy at about 30 dollars, and it was reprinted in 2017 in modern masters and since then it went down to about ten dollars at that time, and since then, it's gone way past the thirty dollar value. So oh, it's yeah. like the pre order prices are, are about like thirty five right now USD. So uh, I think I'd if you if you need copies of these for decks, I think I'd I'd watch this, and then the next couple of weeks, you know, it's probably going to dip down to maybe thirty to twenty five. But I don't think it's gonna. I don't think this card's ever gonna dip back down to ten dollars unless it gets reprinted. You know, maybe in Zendikar Rising or even Commander Masters. I think would really make this card take a hit, which is sort of the situation another card on my list is at. But I think if you need these for decks in the next in the next month, would be the time to pick to pick them up.
2: And I think yeah, I that, agree with you there. I think the sad thing is, even if it does get reprinted into standard. Like I don't even know if it would see play. Oh, in standard? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I think no. it would. Uh, it would see play in standard. Man, come on. You think? I don't know. Yeah. I think so. Believe There's the in decks that are Lally. going for. Yeah, they're they're going for Ugin. <laughs> if you just play out all your mana dorks and hit a crater hoof, you're like, hey, I got six, seven, sevens coming at your face. What's up?
2: Yeah, but is is crater hoof better than ramping into Ugin? I feel like Ugin. I don't know. It's like, do I want to win win now or win a little bit later? (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. And Crater Hoof lets you win now. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not
0: convinced. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's a good place to move on to the next card on my list. It's uh, Rise of the Dark Realms. Heck yeah. So this card has needed a reprint since I started playing Commander. And less because it's as ubiquitous as Crater Hoof. Because I feel like I see Crater Hoof. All the time. But like Crater Hoof, it's a card that will win you the game in many scenarios. I uh, I actually remember when I used to pilot a Fenix deck. I don't know if either of you guys remember this deck, but it was a Demir Mill. Yeah, the Mill one. Yeah, it was a Demir Mill deck. Um, and I had Rise from the Dark Realms in it as a potential win condition. And in a lot of situations, I would sometimes traumatize myself and then cast Dark Realms if my gra- graveyard was juicy enough. So that's just one example. Um, and another one, actually, where Crashing Drawbridge would come in handy from our... Totally. Uh, yeah. yeah love true. that card. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I have to say both these cards that we've talked about...
1: Uh, and like... I don't know if the reprints from this jumpstart set like we'll have to see like definitely everybody keep your eyes out if you're looking for these cards but I don't know if the price is going to dip too much just for how this set works with how it's printed Uh, but I definitely need to pick myself up one of those dark realms so
0: and we were kind of talking about that before we started recording in terms of um The because the packs themselves have different rarities, so a mythic from a common themed pack is going to be more common Common. than a a common mythic, it's going to be more Uh common than a mythic from a mythic themed pack. So, yeah, it's really going to be interesting to see how these different very high value reprints, like Craterhoof or like. Oracle of Moldaya are really going to flesh out after all this is said and done. And also because this is a print-to-demand set, but uh, we were also talking about before the show how it's kind of difficult to find pre-order listings to, to, buy, to buy boxes at this point.
1: Yeah, so we'll have to see, like, after this first print run, maybe if it just sells out instantly, Wizards will be like, okay, let's do another print run, you know, so...
0: Yeah, this is a very unique set. Even just uh even just this recording, like I haven't pre-ordered a box yet. Riley has. And two. two. There you go. Good man. <laughs> and like this is just such a cool product. Like it, it, it would just be so cool to just sit down and play a few games and, and you could do this, you know, if it was just two people, you could do it 12 times with one box. That's a lot of fun. Not to mention these reprints that I'm going to continue with. So the next card I have on my list is Black Market. This is a solid commander card that definitely needs to be reprinted regularly to keep it creeping back up to $15 because the free mana that it allows you to have is often expensive. Like financially is what I mean, expensive. (laughs) It definitely
1: is a very good rap card.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And the uh, last card on my reprints list is Phyrexian Tower. So I don't know why, but for the longest time, I thought this card was on the reserve list. I think I would get it confused with Volras Stronghold Mm -hmm. and also because it was the black land from the land cycle from Urza Saga and like um, we have Sarah Sanctum and Guy's Cradle on the reserve list and Mm -hmm. maybe Tolarian Academy. I don't know was printed
1: in uh, uh ultimate masters
0: it was yeah you're right and and the flavor text from the ultimate masters printing is much better than the years of saga printing but um <laughs> you like this card is probably going to dip down to under ten dollars with this reprint and i'm probably going to pick up a few copies for my black decks um just because the ability to, on a land it just gives you so much utility it's almost a free sack outlet as mm-hmm. long as you yeah. keep, keep it untapped but you know it's it's just so um you know it, it it having this kind of ability just makes it so much less profitable for your opponents to target your creatures with removal spells i mean if there was a card that was like excuse me if there was a card that was let's say like i think saying zero mana is too powerful let's say one mana and it was just like, pay zero, sacrifice a creature. That card would see play. In Commander, I mean. I
2: think that would see play. Oh Yeah. Yeah, just a free sacrifice outlet.
1: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because they do see play.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so being able um, to have it on the land.
0: Yeah, just it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost a free slot in your deck. But I definitely think these are going to dip down to below $10. So if you've been looking to get Phyrexian Towers for your decks... Now's the time, everybody.
1: Yeah. Um. A couple other notable ones: uh, exquisite bloods getting that reprint.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the in the vampires packs. In the vampires packs, yeah. That card was getting very expensive, like almost to like the forty dollar range. Totally. So uh,
1: that's going to be another nice one to see. Uh, we got rustic study popping up again.
0: Oh yeah! Now at rare, yeah. which is.
2: <laughs> it's that rare. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. and you, you mentioned them briefly, but Oracle of Moldaiah. Mm-hmm. Seeing a reprint yep. as well.
0: Yep. Yeah. Definitely needs a reprint. That card was like forty bucks. And yeah. I've been
1: looking at doing a mono black deck and I really wanted a ghoul collar Gisa. I didn't even notice how much that card had gone up.
0: Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty spicy. Oh, is that for sure is that the commander of your deck, Eric? No.
1: Uh, it's the, uh, I was trying to put together the
0: one that we did on the show. Oh, Ayara. Ayara, yeah. First, first of Lockthoin. Classic. Go yeah, it. Go back and listen to episode 20-something if you want to hear about that deck tech. I'm sorry, I don't remember offhand which episode <laughs> it was. It was a fun one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, and then to, to talk a little bit more about how these packs work, it'll be interesting to see how the, I was kind of looking at them. It looks like whenever there's like a mythic in the commons, uh, it is like only in one of the four. Right. So it's like, what are the chances of like you getting a mythic pack? Cause you're getting that mythic card for sure in the mythic rarity, but then also how rare is the one kind of pack from the commons to get that mythic as well? Like what, what are we going to see here?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah. exactly. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how, how this all ends up so shall we move on to the new cards in this set yes sir let's do that okay i will uh i will take it away and we will read off these cards just because they're new and nobody's heard of them before so first card on my list is brevik the grandiloquent It is a uh, legendary creature, Human Advisor, for two and a blue. He's a 1-4. If an opponent would mill one or more cards, they mill twice that many cards. So it's always fun to uh, have this kind of doubling effect on a card. And although I don't think this commander will make a mill strategy more viable than it already is in the format... Uh, it will make some waves at whatever table it's at, and just be like I, I I'm not sure how much we're going to see this as a commander in a mono blue mill deck because I think mill decks function much better uh, with blue and black. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I do think this will see a lot of play in the '99. That being said, if you are interested in hearing more about this mono blue creature as a commander you can stay tuned for our next episode and that's a bit of an easter egg by the way Ooh, what's
2: that <gasps> spoiler oh,
0: <laughs> man 45.99 usd i'm not buying that <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> all
1: right uh i do like uh, one white card here we have and it is emil the blessed so our legendary creature unicorn this is 2 of anything and 2 white for a 4-4. Four four. You pay 3 to exile another target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay a Selesnya. If you do, put a 1-1 counter on it. If it's a unicorn, put two 1-1 counters on it instead. Unicorn Ooh. tribal.
3: Finally. Yeah. <laughs> After all <laughs> these years
1: obviously this is a fun like blink kind of card it's cool that you do get the selesnia from the ability so you can play two colors with this guy i don't think i really care about uh the unicorns getting extra (laughs) counters that's a nice little (laughs) flavor thing there for sure yeah but i am so ready to start blinking some uh white and green cards with this
2: commander (laughs) yeah it's an interesting design space in the sense that you know they give you a broken ability mixed with a jank tribe so, yeah <laughs> it yeah definitely and it definitely doesn't need the unicorn uh, piece but of course they're like okay it's a legendary unicorn let's throw people a bone
0: <laughs> let's throw people a horn <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh we
2: got him uh, yeah
0: and like by broken ability you mean because you can just sink the mana into it and just do it repeatedly and it's all colorless yes. yeah there's a few yeah. infinite combos that you can do with this
2: so we... yeah all right, Riley, let's move on to you. What right. do you got? Well, why don't I just start from the top of my list and talk about Allosaurus Shepherd? There we go. So, green, elf shaman, 1 1. Awesome. Um, Allosaurus Shepherd can't <laughs> be <it>. countered. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> so, he can't be countered. Green spells you control can't be countered. Not just creatures, green spells. And you can pay four green-green, and until the end of turn, each elf creature you control has base power and toughness 5-5 five, five, and becomes a dinosaur in addition to its other creature types. <laughs> 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 for the life you know of me, what I you... don't understand why he turns them into dinosaurs. I mean, he is an Allosaurus Shepherd, so whatever. Yeah, he, he's a shepherd for dinosaurs, but like, why does he turn his fellow companions into <laughs> dinosaurs? It's
0: fine. You can turn them back after.
2: Every single elf gets to ride an allosaurus.
1: So now that they're riding an allosaurus, they're like a dinosaur because it's like a five-five, right? Oh, so
2: okay, okay, I can see it. Oh, yeah. nice, yeah. right on, Eric. That's good. That's okay. All right. Okay. So he's not—he's not like casting a spell on his friends and turning them into no. dinosaur elves. He's just giving—he's giving them a dinosaur to a ride. Dinosaur. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I was just trying to picture dinosaur elves and. i wish i could see those (laughs) okay but this card is freaking amazing Um, oh yeah (laughs) so like i mean this is gonna see play in like legacy elves uh for sure it's gonna see play in any kind of elf ball tribal deck you've got going in commander like this card is just a a house you know it sets up your game early and and kills your opponents dead
0: yeah, you could always unsubstantiate <laughs> it though, just to just to avoid it completely. That's a that's a callback.
1: <laughs> always unsubstantiate.
0: But uh, oh my goodness, fifty five sixty nine USD. Oh my, <laughs> wow. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's
1: yeah, definitely. Like even if you are not running an elf deck, even just having this in your deck to have your green spells uh can't be countered is also like a pretty strong ability.
0: Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. No yeah, doubt. Why not? No yeah. doubt. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, you know what, Eric? I hadn't even thought of that. I was gonna put this in Azuri, but in Yisan, you could just with oh, the yeah. first verse counter, you could go search search up Allosaurus Shepherd.
1: Whew. Get one of these guys into Yisson.
0: Oh boy, that that's a real time deck include everybody. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, so um next up is a card from my list it's tiny bones trinket thief tiny bones <laughs> is one in a black for a legendary creature skeleton rogue it's a one two at the beginning of each end step if an opponent discarded a card this turn you draw a card and you lose one life and then you can pay four and two black each opponent with no cards in hand loses 10 life I was thinking about building a commander deck around this card, but then I decided I still wanted to have you guys come over and play magic (laughs) with me. (laughs) So, um, that being said, I still think it's a really cool card, especially since the second ability is a mana sink. And I always love a good mana sink. And with all the black, uh, mana doubling effects that we have access to, you could keep dumping mana into this ability until an opponent with no cards in hand, is dead That's definitely an option But you have to get them To discard those cards first And that's where the Just the rage comes in mm-hmm. Which is a It's just a problem for me In, yeah. in magic
2: yeah, if you think people don't like being milled, just wait until you play a discard deck. <laughs> exactly, that.
0: exactly. And I think the most interesting thing for players trying to build around this card in Commander is going to be how to build it so the rest of the table has fun playing against it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I built a discard deck uh, a few times. I, I, I switched out the Commander a few times. And at the end of the day, I, I played it like once, and made everybody salty. It just doesn't just feel good. Yeah, I just didn't really have a good time. Like it was. Yeah. Good. It, it, it felt fun for a split second until everybody was genuinely pissed off. Yeah, it just doesn't. <laughs> just angry. Who does, is this guy? It doesn't
0: feel good, uh, which is probably why Leevold was was banned in the format. Oh, it just doesn't feel good. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so cool. that Word being said, warning. very very cool card
1: big distractions mean tiny nuances can slip by unnoticed
0: that's right nice. nuisances
1: nuisances <laughs>
0: nuances could also slip by unnoticed oh boy i've definitely done that when reading <laughs> aloud so don't say yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay next up i got a blue card here iniaz he the gale force so it's three of anything and two blue for a legendary Djinn. It's a 4 4 flyer, and you can play two and Zorius. Attacking creatures with flying get plus one plus one until end of turn. So that's just a straight up mana sink. And then whenever three or more creatures you control with flying attack, each player gains control of a non land permanent of your choice controlled by the player to their right. <laughs> Isn't that just so weird?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so it's it reminds me of uh, like Pramicon or mm-hmm. that artifact from the same set that reversed the turnover, Aeon Engine. I think oh, yeah. Aeon yeah. Engine <laughs> um, cards like this always seem like they always seem so much fun because they just change the rules of the game.
1: Totally, and this one kind of like slowly messes with the board more and more because mm-hmm. if you can keep attacking with flying creatures every single time you just move a permanent over to the right for everybody
2: (laughs) yeah yeah and i just just make sure you have some expendable permanents i guess
1: yeah yeah like gold (laughs)
0: tokens or something
1: well like uh any eyes is flying obviously cares about flying so just do a bunch of flying things get some flying tokens yeah just flying tokens
0: toss them around toss them around why not this whole cycle of legends like uh, Emil is part of this cycle where they're wow. monocolored, they have a monocolored casting cost, but then they're a, a dual colored creature is always a lot of fun. I remember mm-hmm. when I first built um, my first mono blue deck and commander, which was Memnark. Uh, and I'm, I know you guys love that deck. And it's um, <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> um, and I was looking up cards to put in the deck, and when I realized, oh, it's not just a mod; it's it's not just a an artifact deck; it's a blue deck. And I was that was that was quite a um, a watershed moment for me. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, from earlier. <laughs>
2: Riley, what do you got? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some devils here. Spiteful Prankster. So for two and a red, you get a three-two devil. And it says as long as it's your turn, Spiteful Devil or Spiteful Prankster has first strike, and whenever another creature dies, it deals one damage to target player or planeswalker. So this reminded me a lot of Blood Artist. Kind of like yeah. a blood artist effect in yeah. Red. Um, obviously, you're not getting that life gain, but it also has an upside of being able to hit planeswalkers, and it still cares about everybody's creatures, right? With the exception mm-hmm. of itself, yeah. obviously. But but still, that kind of aristocrat-type feel... Uh, would probably slot into something nicely into like uh, Rakdos Aristocrats or like a mono red devil's deck, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
0: Oh, Fit right in there. The next card on my list is a Sphinx. It's Ormos Archive Keeper. So Ormos yeah. is four and two blue for a legendary creature Sphinx. with flying if you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it instead put five plus one plus one counters on ormos archive keeper and then you can pay one and two blue discard three cards with different names to draw five cards (laughs) <laughs> it's always nice to have a contingency for drawing from an empty library, uh, even if it doesn't win you the game. But it's the second ability on this card that really caught my interest. In Commander, we often have nothing but cards in our hands with different names, especially if we're playing, you know, two or three or four color decks. So this ability can do a lot of work when you're netting two cards every time you activate it. Again, fantastic mana sink. They Instead of calling this set jumpstart, they could, should have called it mana Sync. Um, but all that being said a more degenerate way to use this ability would be to create an infinite mana loop in conjunction with a lab man type effect and then you win the game
1: uh you would just need to well can you uh, yeah i guess you can stack the triggers
0: right yeah exactly so you'd be you'd be okay
2: what what do you mean eric
1: uh well how because like how does lab man work
2: Uh, if you would, because like these are both replacement
1: effects. I don't know
0: how.
2: Yeah, I think I think you would get to choose which replacement effect happens
0: goes first. Right. If if you draw a card while your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead.
2: Is the text on Lab Man? Yeah. So it's also a replacement effect.
1: Yeah. So they're both like a trigger that'll happen from it, and then you can choose to have the Lab Man's resolve first.
2: Yeah. Because if you stack it the other way, then Lab Man's gonna see that you didn't draw a card. Yeah yeah
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah that's the uh watching this card again i saw that ability at the bottom and i was like three mana to gain two
0: cards Hmm. i think that's pretty good mana sync. and in in this format in particular in the limited jumpstart format it's not going to take too long from using that second ability to just have no cards left in your library and start putting counters on Ormos. So, you know, he doesn't have any... You know, it not hexproof or anything, so he's <laughs> easy to target. But if you could give it hexproof, you know, then you might this, this, f- yeah, figure something if you, out. If
2: you ever want to live on the edge, <laughs> just go yeah, all Yeah, it's definitely living Tron on the style. edge. <laughs>
1: but I'll, there's not many removal cards in Jumpstart, so If you are playing the format, you probably have a good chance, if you get Ormos out there, to just go for it.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking in, in Commander context. oh uh, yeah oh (laughs) Oh, of course no no it's interesting to see that it's a mono blue rummage effect like usually Mm -hmm. you'd see a looting effect in blue but uh yeah yeah
1: but i think it's also because you are gaining cards out of it sure like yes you are discarding first but you're gaining two more cards compared to just being like one for one yeah if you
0: drew drawing five cards then discarding three seems a little OP. too powerful yeah, yeah. that's pretty <laughs> that seems like living in the fridge you yeah know what i'm saying well... <laughs> yeah i like it yeah
2: <laughs> especially fridge since it, it does have that can see it but it has to be three different names right so that's probably why they had to format it that way because otherwise you, you would i guess have a, an illegal ability which would be weird <laughs> like draw <laughs> draw five then discard Three uh, cards with different names that that would not work half the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's like, what if you can't do it? Yeah, it's like, all right,
0: well, oh well.
2: <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus, they plus. probably
0: did it because it's flavorful to real life. Because most of us have three different names, so it's like, oh, I can relate to that. What? Wow,
1: <laughs> I never thought of that.
0: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've
2: got four names.
0: Whoa, Ooh. take it easy, Riley. <laughs> All right, there, <laughs> Mister. I have two <laughs> middle names. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. All right, <laughs> must be yeah. nice.
1: Okay, I'm gonna move us on here. <laughs> uh, next card is uh, my last blue one, uh, and it's another Sphinx, uh, Scholar of the Lost Trove. So five of anything and two blue for a five-five Sphinx with flying. Uh, when Scholar of the Lost Trove enters the battlefield, you may cast target instant sorcery or artifact card from your graveyard without paying its mana cost if an instant source is cast this way uh exile it instead of putting in your graveyard
0: it's really nice that it hits artifacts i like that i i'm definitely gonna try and slot this into my mono blue Unesh deck yeah like why not yeah what have i got to lose and if is on the battlefield uh, it only costs five no big deal oh man (laughs) Uh, five mana five five and i get to kind of factor fiction
1: yeah kind of
0: (laughs) yeah almost
1: almost uh and then like in a lot of artifact decks i think this card can slot right in like it is seven mana but also if you're milling over stuff and you like accidentally mill over something pretty big uh you can just cast a free artifact by throwing this on the battlefield
0: yeah that's what's so great about it is you just get to cast it for free it's kind of nuts. Oh, yeah. It's also an ETB effect, so blinking
1: this thing just gets you ridiculous value. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, all the real Brago players, please stand up,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My next one, we've got Xerzoth, Chaos Rider. Ooh, so for nice. two and a red, <laughs> you get a 2-3 devil, And he says, whenever an opponent draws their first card each turn, if it's not their turn, you create a 1-1 red devil creature token with when it dies, it deals one damage to any target. And whenever one or more devils you control attack one or more players, you and those players each draw a card, then discard a card at random.
0: Oh, that hurts.
2: (laughs) It's (laughs) so good. Uh, (laughs) I just just like Xerzoth because we haven't had a, a devil uh commander before and no, no, like we devils have always been kind of this weird fringe tribe uh and i love janky fringe tribes so
0: <laughs> yeah and we have i mean i guess you could have a devil commander uh with uh morphon but that's that's too easy yeah,
2: yeah that's boring <laughs> morphon's still the fake <laughs> oh
0: guys you got to you guys don't have any love for morphon huh
2: you know what i love morphon <laughs> but like, running a five-color commander just to play red feels a little bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, like, splash and ramp and stuff and make the devils come out quicker. That's true, but they're also just devils. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, don't bog them down with ramp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's not what they're there for. Okay, no, so... He's, he's a flavor win. He is, definitely. Uh, So my, uh, yeah, I think that's the flavor win of this episode. (laughs) So the next card I have here is uh, actually five cards. So I'm cheating. Sorry, guys. It's like a set review when I cheat. It's like when I cheat on Weight Watchers. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's the Thriving Land Cycle. So... The Thriving Cycle, uh, there are commons, they are non-basic lands, they enter the battlefield tapped, and as Thriving whatever enters the battlefield, choose a color other than, for, for this example, it's Thriving Bluff. So choose a color other than red. You can add a red to your mana pool, or one, of one mana of the chosen color. Although I won't be putting these lands into any of my decks. I do think this is really cool design space because we all run dual lands in our three to well, two to three to whatever I you know, five, not whatever, five color decks and find ourselves in situations where we need to fix another color like red, but we have to play, uh, at that moment, all that we have in our hand is a breeding pool and so we only have blue and green. And these lands kind of solve that potential problem of being pigeonholed by the dual land we have in our hand at that moment. And they're also a great budget option, but I really don't see them seeing play in a deck that is less than three colors.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the only spot I see them is that they're like three or more colors is mm-hmm. kind of another... Um, Tri land. Even in yeah, it's like another triland, right? Kind so. of.
0: Yeah. It just gives you that third option. And um I was thinking about these lands and I was thinking like, why why this kind of land cycle? And I think it's it makes a ton of sense for this set because most of the themes in this set are mono-colored, so when you buy a box or you go to a store to play or you buy a couple of packs at Cromart or something, you shuffle (laughs) two packs together to make your limited deck. So you don't know what the color combo is going to be, especially if you put on a blindfold or something like Eric wants to do. So they, they took this route with the land cycle instead of a more traditional duels where they enter the battlefield and you gain a life or just guild gates um, because those cards would be dead cards probably a lot more often in this set than they would be in a regular draft set, which didn't really occur to me when I first saw these lands revealed. I was just kind of like, oh, that's that's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's exactly it.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah, it definitely makes sense for this set.
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, just
0: very, very... Very cool cards. Whoa, d- geez. Thriving Bluff, 238 USD. Like, come on. <laughs>
2: Budget my ass. It's not out yet. <laughs>
0: I got daycare to pay for, guys.
1: <laughs> uh, so we have said it. Uh, these legendary creatures with the uh, two colors and the abilities are really cool. <laughs> We've we
0: said it and we're saying it again.
1: Kel's Fight Fixer. So it's two of and two black for the Legendary Azra Warlock. Azra, ooh,
2: that's pretty
0: spicy. Azra, hey, if you wanted to do an Azra tribal deck, you could you could use Morphon, right?
2: (laughs) Are there any other Azras? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's...
0: (laughs) well, you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to supplement with Change Links. You're gonna have to supplement
2: (laughs) quite a bit, eh?
1: Uh, there are eight total Azras wow. in oh, Wow! Wow! Oh, I'm surprised. <laughs> <That is laughs> including more than Kels.
2: I, that's more. Than that I is thought. way more than I ever would have I, thought. I thought there was one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, six of them are from Battle Bond.
2: Okay. Mm. Okay.
1: And then one is one is from Modern Horizons. So. Okay. It's new. So it's introduced okay. in Battle Bond. Yes.
0: Okay. Cool. New. It's new. All right. Sorry to interrupt, you, Eric. Hey, it's all good. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh,
1: the uh, Kells, she is a 4-3 with Menace. Uh, Whenever you sacrifice a creature, you may pay uh, Demir. If you do, draw a card. And then you can pay 1 and sack a creature. Kells gains Indestructible until end of turn. So it's like for 2 mana, you can sack a creature, which makes her Indestructible. Swing in, you're fine. And by sacking that creature, you can pay the mana to also draw a card.
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 pairing this with, um, what is it? Uh, Is it not not Phyrexian altar? But what's the uh, altar that generates Ashnod? Ashnod. Ashnod. Yeah. Yeah. Good combo there.
0: Generates three mana, three colorless
2: mana. Two. Two. Oh no, Ashnod is two colorless, but um, there's there's one that produces colored mana.
0: Oh, Phyrexian oh.
2: altar. Is it Phyrexian? It,
0: it produces one, uh, uh, one mana of any colors. Phyrexian altar.
2: Oh, first, yeah. Phyrexian. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking of? the one that mills. No. No.
0: It. It. No. You sacrifice a creature because it, it was reprinted in Ultimate Masters. It was very expensive for the longest time because it was only printed in Invasion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You add one mana of any color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the combo I'm thinking about.
0: That'll do some work
1: yeah that's a nice little combo but of course uh, i really find this one interesting and doing some sort of sacrifice combo with the Demir colors i'm sure is going to be really fun so this commander looks like a ton of joy
0: yeah and anytime you can give your commander i mean if the commander just has indestructible that's great as a keyword ability but just being able to pay one sacrifice a creature and you have the added value on the commander when you sacrifice a creature to give it indestructible. It just, it's just so smooth. It's just like a nice cup of coffee,
2: you know? Yeah. You're just turning your little minions into clues. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. don't,
0: don't turn Crick into a clue. Cause he's not, that. he's not a little minion. Okay. He's, he's Crick.
2: This is not the minion you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Move along. All right. Next up, I've got Nyeth of the Dire Hunt. So for two green green, you get a 3-3 human warrior, um, a legendary human warrior. Whenever one or more creatures you control fight or become blocked, you draw a card. And at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay two and a hybrid gruel. And if you do, double target creatures power until end of turn, that creature must be blocked this combat if able.
0: For some blocks, I, I like yeah. it. It's like provoke. I,
2: yeah, it's like it's it's like a prey upon tribal deck that, <laughs> yeah, just lures people's uh, creatures into your dorks and uh, and you have a good time. And it's yeah. it's
0: nice to see uh, Watsi trying to make fight great for the first time. it's the first time it's like it's like um what is it like make fight great for it's it's too many it's too long to make on a fight hat, relevant but. once <laughs> yeah that's good that's much better that's why you're on the show riley because you're a yeah. smart guy
2: <laughs> yeah it, it looks it looks like a lot of fun I, i'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to uh brewing some ideas around around this commander hmm yeah I like you it. You're going to put all the fight spells in it? Yeah, or even just that that secondary clause of of basically getting like a almost like a berserk effect on a body it seems pretty fun too.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. and you could also put um you know, do a keyword search for creatures with provoke and mm-hmm. forcing blocks like that you could you could probably also find some diamonds in the rough there as well.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, just have this whole deck that just like kills your opponent's deck. Yeah,
2: <laughs> kill the deck. Kill the deck. I killed your well, deck the... dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was it for my uh, list. You guys have more cards on your lists. I've got a few more. All right, so um, uh, yeah, Eric, you uh, you keep going, guys. Keep going without me, but don't leave me behind, please. <laughs> Try not to. All right.
1: Uh, let's talk about the Witch of the Moors. So three of anything and two black for a 4-4 human warlock. It's called Death Touch. And at the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, each opponent sacks a creature and you return up to one target creature card from your graveyard to your hand.
0: I was so choked that this wasn't a legendary creature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems uh,
1: dope. I think it is. Yeah, the design space is really interesting. It's obviously a Sheldred. But the trigger works all at once instead of on each person's turn. And it's uh, uh, based around life gain. So any of those white black life gain decks out there are obviously, I think, just going to throw this card in there. And many hands for many evils.
0: Oh, shit. so many. Witch of the Moors. So It's funny that it's Witch of the Moors, but it's a human warlock. I don't know if that means it's like a dude, but uh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, definitely the art. It looks like a person... With like one two three four five six seven eight nine
2: yeah do we hands? do we have witch creature types are there are there witch creature types I don't
0: I'm uh, I mean we have like Bogrewish? witches of comboju. that's like that's a great popper card I run that in my yeah. mono black oh, land destruction
2: yeah I think it's usually wizards and warlocks that we see yeah I don't know so if it's, have it's an like witch. yeah in the vein of Harry Potter
0: or rather Harry Potter is in the vein of MTG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah first um first jk rowling hates trans people and now this i'm shocked <laughs> oh my god kevin <laughs> <laughs> she uh, that's not even a hot take
2: no i know that's, uh, it, it's, like, that's, that's just facts <laughs> yeah
0: just that's not even and visit. i love harry potter so i was very uh just i was very just, i was once. very disappointed yeah. by that i was very disappointed by the things that she said because she's just She's just wrong. Yeah.
2: And maybe that's a hot take. I don't know, but... No, I don't anyways. think that's a hot take. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to the cards. The card game. Um, <laughs> next up, I've got Sethron, Urlun General. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, man, this is so good. Yeah, three <laughs> red red, you've got a 4-4 four, four legendary Minotaur warrior, and when Sethron or another non-token Minotaur enters the battlefield under your control, create a 2-3 red Minotaur creature token, and you can pay two and a Rakdos hybrid uh, to have Minotaurs you control get plus one, plus O and gain Menace and Haste until end of turn.
0: Neheb
2: so, Get out of the way, yeah. Like oh, yeah, this is, this is the like, new. If you're looking for a true minotaur general, like this, this has your back. Th- this, guy's and great. he's a general. Oh, yeah, he's a her uh, <laughs> loon general. <laughs> <laughs> loon general. <laughs> but his name, like, have, have you guys uh thought about the name? Like, I, I, whenever I hear sethron I just think of Saffron Olive because oh. you know, Seth. Saffron. oh yeah yeah Saffron. i actually uh yeah
0: no that's uh and he is he's got like he's a little beardy guy yeah oh yeah i see it
2: yeah yeah he's a little scraggly minotaur <laughs> yeah
0: and he's pretty menacing you know when he's like and budget magic against the odds yeah, all no, right. I, I, I love Seth. I, no, I I'm, love I, Seth I, very much. All, but, all uh, kidding aside, yeah, no, he's yeah. <laughs> I, I love the content. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: also, something interesting about how this general works is so there are actual uh, older minotaurs. One is a Herloon minotaur, and the other is a Herloon shaman, and they're both two threes. Yeah.
2: And so uh, Seth makes Herloons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two three is a pretty common minotaur rate. Like even if you look at the original Theros block, like two three was pretty common. And it's Was it uh, that common? I thought I was looking through, it wasn't. Yeah, like Fury of Horns, you make two two three minotaurs. There's like a couple Shopmans that are. Oh, are for the like, tokens. Yeah.
1: Okay. There's a lot of Minotaurs that are like two three is very uncommon for the Minotaurs themselves,
2: but I didn't look at the tokens. I feel like I, I feel like I see two three minotaurs everywhere. And it's 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 just fun to say herloon, herloon is great, yeah, yeah. Has to say herloon, herloon, <laughs> herloon. All right, Eric. there's also Talrune. That's how I. That's from this All day right, forth. Should, that's will say it. We shouldn't fall down this rabbit hole of, of, of loons here. <laughs> no, you're right. Well, the the the
1: runes are three threes. But uh, anyways. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you think your talverns are better than my herloons?
1: I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, frick. Okay. Uh, I got a red sorcery here. <laughs> uh, immolating gyre. Hey, me too. Hey. Uh, so four of anything and two red. Uh, for a sorcery, immolating gyre deals X damage to each creature and planeswalker you don't control, where X is the number of instant sorcery cards
2: in your graveyard. Yeah, get wrecked yeah yeah
0: that's that's what really takes this card over the top for me is the don't control clause
2: yeah one-sided board wipe hello Love yeah it. this is Love like it. in garrick's wake for real <laughs> yeah
1: and then also the the friggin' flavor text nice army you had there <laughs> it's good it's so good yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited for it uh, but yeah if you're running a spell slinger deck Immolating guy or just throw it in. Yeah, seems great. Except mm-hmm. turn
2: one. <laughs> else. Except for everyone else. <laughs> All right. Last card for me. Branching Evolution. For two green. Hey. you <laughs> get an enchantment, and it says if one or more plus one plus one counters would be put on a creature you control, twice that many plus one plus one counters are put on that creature instead and i'm looking at you Hilar. <laughs> yeah this is like the other because like parallel lives is like the token half of doubling mm-hmm. season
0: this is the other half yeah yeah but only and for creatures i know doubling season
2: hits it, everything and have you guys like looked at the artwork the artwork's great oh it's it, beautiful yeah i think it's awesome yeah yeah it's got like a, a two-headed swan like a Fucking elk with four horns, a panther with two tails, a snake with two heads, rabbits with four ears, and flamingos with four legs. <laughs> and they're still
0: only standing on one. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Did you... Great stuff. There's like monkeys or squirrels in the background, too. Are there? Yeah, they're oh, like yeah. on the tree.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought that was just the tree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to see, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's great. I thought we should get some goblin talk in here as well. All right. There's Muxus Goblin Grandee. So four of anything and two red for a goblin noble. Uh, four four. When Muxus Goblin Grandee enters the battlefield, reveal the top six cards in your library. Put all goblin card creature. Put all goblin creature cards with CMC cost five or less from among them onto the battlefield, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And when Moxus attacks, it gets plus one, plus one. He'll end of turn for each other. Goblin you control.
0: Oh, Goblin Recruiter and then cast this?
1: Nice. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very
1: nice. And you can even put him on the top and then you know you're drawing him next.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you, you could, don't even could, have to
2: run him as commander. No, just stick
0: yeah. with <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's
2: definitely better Goblin commanders in my opinion, but uh, he might be a spicy included in the 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're running a recruiter, just like throw him in there because then you're, you know you're gonna get
1: this guy and you're gonna get a bunch of goblins in the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. There's, and I there's think there's also ways just to win the game though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like You mean fair. like yeah. by not playing mono red
2: goblins? No, I mean in <laughs> mono red goblins, there are now more consistent ways to just combo out and kill your opponents.
0: oh, 38.60 USD. I can't afford this set, guys.
1: Yeah, all these, like, new cards are very expensive.
2: (laughs) It's still pre-release price, so let's just let it chill. All right, I'm going to let it chill.
0: Let her chill.
1: All right, I think we're done there.
0: All right, everybody. Well, uh, then we're going to bring this episode to a close. We'd love to hear about your Jumpstart experiences, so email us if you have some funny stories. It doesn't have to just be about magic. I'll read anything. (laughs) we'd like to thank you all for listening and we'd also like to thank our lovely editor Ainsley for the behind the scenes work that she does every week and we have to thank the instagram user cube Draft for sending me a mirage rampant growth for my league deck uh after seeing the post i'd made for my homemade proxies he got in touch with me and offered to send me some cards he sent some other goodies as well But uh, he uh, I just wanted to mention that and say thanks again and to follow Cube Draft on Instagram. If you enjoy quality MTG content. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to find us individually, you can find me at uh, Command Beacon on Instagram. Uh, Eric doesn't trust social media, so you can't find (laughs) him anywhere. (laughs) And uh, Riley, where can people find you?
2: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Riles Dayton or on Instagram at Riley underscore Dayton.
0: Yeah, tweet at Riley. He'll 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 hit you back.
2: Yeah, I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> He's Riley's really nice.
0: He'll talk to anybody. And and uh, before you hop to the next episode, go, go ahead and check out any of the links in the show notes that might interest you. Thank you again for listening. We appreciate ya.
1: Thanks, everybody. See you later. Goodbye.
0: Bye now.
3: Turn one soul ring. Hi,
2: Ainsley. Bye, Ainsley.